Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Purpose Coffee Co. Good coffee doing good. Purpose Coffee Co. is a Texas-based for good coffee roaster using their proceeds to invest in child wellness around the world. Sign up for their subscription box to have Purpose Coffee automatically delivered to you and save 20%. Use the code HAPPYHOUR for $10 off their sampler box and try three of their delicious coffees. Go to PurposeCoffeeCo.com. Friends, you are listening to episode number 195 and my guest is Amy Hannon. Amy Hannon is a preacher's wife who lives in Springdale, Arkansas, in the heart of the Ozark Mountains. She's married to a college sweetheart who actually came with her to do this interview, and he was such a kind, kind man who is still the funniest boy in the world to her. Her three greatest gifts came packaged as Grace, Luke, and Isaac. In May of 2014, Amy pursued her dream of opening a kitchen boutique in her grandmother's name because, like Una Mae, Amy loves to be in her kitchen making food for those she loves and encourages you to love deeply, welcome gladly, and serve faithfully so that in all things God will be praised. Guys, this show was such a joy for me to sit down with Amy. I met her this spring on my If You Only Knew book tour. She actually opened up her home for us to host a book tour in her home, and I got to see her hospitality up close and personal, and she is the real deal, just to let you know that. This is not a fake. She is not somebody on paper that she's not in person. She was such a joy. Today, we're going to talk about launching our babies into adulthood. She just graduated her last kid heading off to college. And so she is now an official empty nester. We talk about that. We also have a very candid conversation about what life looks like when your kids are older, especially within your marriage, if you know what I mean. Amy and I talk about hospitality and how it has changed over the years for her. In fact, some of you are going to think, I can't do this hospitality stuff, but she's going to help you take that idea right out of your head. Listen to what Amy says. Well, and God can use flowers on the table. I mean, all of those things just help set this wonderful scene, but it's not a requirement for hospitality and it's not a requirement for God to move. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need to smell good in here. Then you guys, if you do follow Amy and you wonder how did a pastor's wife serving her family and her community end up writing cookbooks and owning a store, she's going to tell us how it all went down. Struggling with lies about not being able to execute the dream that God has put in our hearts is something that I know we all deal with at some point in our life, and Amy and I are going to have a very great discussion about that. I want you to know that Amy is spending the summer hosting cooking events in Northwest Arkansas. Then in the fall, she'll be back out for a second leg of her book tour, speaking and signing books in Memphis and Houston and Dallas and so many other places. If you go to shopunamaze.com, you can see her calendar events. Also, you guys, I'm going to do a giveaway. I love giving stuff away. I hope you know that about me by now. So sometime this week, the beginning of June, Go check out my Instagram and you're going to see that we're going to give away a signed cookbook gift set, which is a $50 value. You're going to love it. Follow me on Instagram at Jamie Ivy, and I'll tell you all about it. Y'all, it is summertime. Well, it's almost summertime. I'll give you that. We still have another whole week of school. Goodness gracious. It feels like everybody in the world is out of school. 
but I know that some of you go well into June for sure. One thing I love about summer is just slowing down and doing all the things that don't get done during the school year. One of the things that I love to do every summer is the happy hour book club. And I'd really love for you to join us. Go to jamieivy.com slash book club and you can sign up there. After you sign up, you're going to get an email telling you about the book and how to join our Facebook group. It's not too late to join. I know that June is literally two days away around the corner, but our first book is a fiction book and you can jump right in. Okay, guys, here is my conversation with Amy Hannon. Amy, welcome to the happy hour. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to be here. I can't believe it. Okay, so you're in Austin because you're speaking at church this weekend. Yes. Yep, I am. And so I said, hey, come to my house. Which is super fun. It is so beautiful out here. Can I tell you what you thought when you're driving in? <laughs> Okay, so I live in the country. Way out. Uh Uh-huh. And what did Sam say when y'all were driving in? Well, we were driving in, and it's lush, like, and beautiful. And at this point, the blue bonnets are all along the hillside, and those, oh, I mean, I just shrieked all the way here. I'm like, this is wonderful. This is so lush, whatever. There was this real interesting point in the road where we kind of came over this hillside, and it looked like that part in the road where it looks like the 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 ground is just going to like completely drop off like into nothing because uh-huh. it was such a steep drop. Uh-huh. And we went down this hill and then it comes to water over the road and you make this big steep bend. So it just got a little, you know, unique in the, in the, in the terrain. And Sam said, do you think that Jamie is going to kill us and bury <laughs> us out here? <laughs> I think all my guests come in and we just, this is what we say. When I tell you you're coming to my house, yeah. it's going to feel like you're driving forever and yeah. like you're going to nowhere. And then you show bit. up and here you are. Oh, it's wonderful. Like my children on this land and this property and these trees and all of your neat little sheds and studios around here. <laughs> and your sweet kitty. She I has know. a sweet kitty that like we do rubs my legs. We do have sweet kitty. One of our neighbors says we're like, a, we have a compound going on over You kind here. of do. I know we kind of do. Yeah. My kids would love it out here. It's a blast. It's wonderful. That's the road if anyone has... I think I talk about it in the book. Yeah. And also, I've said it on Insta stories a lot. That's where we get flooded in. Oh, I can see that. Because there hasn't even really been rain right now, has there? And there's water over the road right now. There's usually water over, yes. Kind of fun to be flooded in. Yes. As long as you have comfort food in the pantry. That's my thing. Is I'm all about being stuck at home as long as there's something fun to cook and eat. Well, we've gotten Aaron and I stuck outside and the kids in. Okay, that's scary. Seems like, you know, like, oh, they'll be fine. They can fend. They're older, so they could fend for themselves. But there's just something about you can't get to your kids. It's the panic. It's like the panic I had a couple months ago when the Austin bombing thing was going on. I was out of town the whole time. And so I can't protect my kids. I'm not in law enforcement. None of it. But I had this mama feeling of I need to be where my people are when, like, something bad's happening. I know. Well, that's why we have to trust the Lord with that. There you go. I mean, we just have to trust the Lord. You don't have a driver yet. You know, once you get a driver, a 16-year-old in a vehicle, everything you think you ever thought about control goes out the window. You realize, all right, Lord, all this time I thought I had my kids really in my control. And yet we got nothing. We have nothing, and nothing makes you realize that more than when they turn 16. Truth. I think I told Aaron the other day, Caden's not allowed to drive until he's like 18. Now, yeah. here's the thing. That sounds all fun. <laughs> yeah. How bad do I wish Caden could drive his brother to baseball oh. practice tonight? Or pick up milk. Oh, my gosh. Or grab a pizza or whatever. <laughs> run a bill. Do people run bills anymore? Not much. No. But if but they you know did, we mean? could. Yeah. Hey, take this to the post office. Uh-huh. I've already got, you know, whatever. Oh. It is like the convenience of a 16-year-old driver far outweighs the fear 
of it. And so it, it's a, it's a sweet balance. It's a tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. So speaking of 16 year old, yep. you, my friend are about to launch your last baby. I know. In fact, today's May 30th. Mm-hmm. When's graduation? Yeah, we just had it. Just had graduation. I've done it twice. This is my third. And it's like when they're little, you just look ahead and you look ahead and you think, oh my goodness, one day they're all going to be 16, 18, and 20. And then you think, oh, then they're going to be 18, 20, and 22. And I remember Sam and I saying for all the years, we'll be empty nesters when we're 45 because we had our kids early. We had them in our early 20s. You're going to be an empty nester at 45. Yes. How about that? How about that? Okay, so I'm going to be, no. Have you done the math? I haven't, but let's do it real quick. Okay, so you're 40. 40, and I have my last is in fourth grade. So that's what, an eight-year-old? Mm-hmm, so eight, eight. Um, no, she's 10, but I have eight more years. She'll be 18. when she, She'll be 48, 48, 49. Okay. So yeah, not too much to Not too limit. much, before I'm 50. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I mean, the good news is I really like my spouse. Mm-hmm. I... We have a lot of fun together. The other good news is that God has been faithful in the lives of my kids, and they have real relationships with Him. And so the peace and the excitement about launching them into the world is pretty great. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it it gives me a lot of joy. Now, can I crumble up in a fetal position and cry my brains out that I'm not going to make any more sack lunches? I can't because it can. makes me really sad. Like, I could, I could do it right now. I might have to get a grip. Make me laugh. <laughs> Hurry. Here it comes. Hurry. Um, but, you know, I mean, we won't have a lot of sleepovers. And you and I were talking earlier, like, we won't be the house on Wednesday nights where all 30 of the high school boys come over for Bible study. So there are going to be things that it's like you celebrate and you grieve all at the same time. Yeah. I remember I had a friend one time when I had little bitty kids and hers would have been middle school and high school. Right. And now all hers are out of the house and I'm mm-hmm, coming up mm-hmm. on that. And I remember I couldn't even, like my brain had no space in it right. to register what her kids were doing, you know, when I'm just changing diapers uh-huh, and sure. baths and all that kind of stuff. And she said, you're kind of ready for the next season. Uh-huh. Like you've worked your way there uh-huh. and it comes and you're like, they're ready. They're ready. I trust you and yeah. her that told me that. And I feel it because like now that I have an eighth grader, yeah. I mean, I could crawl on a ball and cry. I'm going to have a high schooler next year. High school, listen, it flies. When do they go to high school here? What, what's Ninth the grade. grade. Ninth grade. Yeah. Okay. It just goes fast and you're, but it's, and they're such good years. I mean, they're big and they're full and they're busy. And especially with you all and the way that you do your family mm-hmm. and your life and community and have people here. It's just the most fun season. And I had a lady in my church, you know, when you have little bitties, you think, oh, they're so sweet and they're so fun and they're so cute. And I love this. And what if I don't like them when they're teenagers? Ooh, teenagers. Don't you love your bigger kid? I love it so much. Me and I were made too. for this. I agree with you. Yeah. So like, we hang out with Caden, our oldest, yeah. who's 14, all the time. Yes. And I know that our other two are really close to that. Mm-hmm. You know, Story's still going to bed, 7.30, yeah. 8 o'clock. Caden's up till 10. Isn't it fun? I mean, side note, this is too much, and we're not going to go here because I don't want to make anyone listening uncomfortable. But I tell my girlfriends (laughs) with little kids, Mm -hmm. I say this, is that finding that husband-wife time, if you know what I mean, married people things, is actually harder when they're older. Um, hello. Yes. Caden and I could go to bed at the same time. I agree with you. Which means if Aaron and I need any alone time, I got to stay up late. Well, I'm already so tired. 
Well, here's the good news. Your husband works from home in the day. So you may have to just rethink how things you go. you got to rethink things. But I always tell my girlfriends, I'm like, hey, first of all, if you have little kids, make date nights yeah, a priority. Because totally. they're easier when they're little too. Mm-hmm. You just get a sitter and leave. Yep. Now we have 8,000 things during the week mm-hmm. of the kids. So totally. young mamas, make that marriage a priority because it even gets harder when you get older. Well, and I'll say this, in all the years of ministry that we've been in and just life outside, you know, just life. We've seen so many people at this exact stage where I am in my marriage and the wheels have just come off because they have not invested in one another, made each other the priority. And it's hard. Listen, when you've got three kids and you're going to have, you've got your four and everybody's going in a thousand directions and all your conversations turn into nuts and bolts. Who's taken who? Did you pick up this? Is the uniform clean? Somebody has to go to teacher conference. What I mean, all of those kinds of things. It's understandable. I mean, it is it is the truth of the season. But if you don't have an awareness that you have to be intentional, get above the nuts and bolts, then you will find yourself with this season that I'm going into not having had a regular, intentional, good, meaningful conversation or heart to heart with your husband in years. And I've seen it. I've seen it and it breaks my heart for people. And I can completely see how easy it would be to get there. So we have prayed our guts out Mm -hmm. that God would just glue us together and glue our hearts and that we would be intentional and that we would still really like each other because liking each other is a thing. Yeah, yeah. And we really are super, super, super grateful that in this season, I feel like it's just God's sweetness to us that in this season where God knows that my heart could be real, real, real sad about not having kids at home, he has increased mine and Sam's friendship and our relationship. And we are really, really into each other right now, you know? And so it makes me super grateful. That's super encouraging to us that are behind you um, to see that happening. And Mm -hmm. I think just Young mamas, listen to us. Oh, man. Make it count. Like, make that relationship with your husband matter. Yeah. Uh, Dare I say, more than the relationship with your kids. I mean, it has to. Because I say this. Here's what's going to happen. If Aaron and I both live to be 85 or 92, like Mrs. Bush, she just passed away yesterday. I know. If we live to be that long, most of our life will be spent with just each other. Yes. Oh, yes. These kids are going to be long gone. Mm -hmm. So it matters. It matters. matters. Well... I like seeing you and Sam all lovey-dovey with each other. I know. I like cute. him. And we're on this like date weekend in Austin and y'all have been so good. And you and your friends have all given me all these wonderful texts about places to eat and things to do. And um, Okay, Amy, let's jump into you and what you do. We okay. met online. Yep. I think you sent me your cookbook. I did. Yes. And you sent me a towel and a candle, yep. which I adore. And then I started following you. And I've said this a thousand times. I thought your name was Una May. Which I know. Everyone does. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started following you. And then you reached out to us and said, hey, I'm gonna ho- I want to host a night for Jamie's book tour. How fun was that night? That night was so much fun. All of your nights were wonderful. I've been watching them. And your pe- the people who are rolling out for you are pretty great. I mean, they're special. But I just was real tickled. I was really tickled about the night in it Northwest was, Arkansas. It was so great. It was and you opened your home to strangers. I did. How was that for you? Well, let's be clear. I'm an extrovert and I'm a seven. <laughs> yes. And I'm a pastor's wife. So when you say open your home to strangers, to me, I don't know any strangers. Like nobody's a stranger to me. It's just the lady at the grocery store is not a stranger to me. The lady at my Sonic that brings me my Diet Coke is not a stranger to me. So a lot of people say, oh, strangers. And I'm like, ah. 
everybody's a, I mean, to me, everybody's a friend. So okay, it's probably I, just my mentality. I saw that in action because before the night at your house, we did a book signing at your store, which we'll talk about, yes, you know, yep. and everybody that came in the door, I thought you knew them, but you didn't. Well, I like to think that I would know them by the time <laughs> they leave. <laughs> See, <laughs> I know it's a, you know what? My mother is that way. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, when you're younger, you kind of roll your eyes. Like I'm sure that I mortify my children, but you know, I don't know. To me, hospitality is making people feel like they matter and it's a warm welcome. And it is looking at people's faces and getting to the heart of things. And so to me, I'm like, well, we'll do that at the grocery or we'll do that at the post office or yeah. Has that always been a value for you or did you kind of grow into that? That is a great question. You should be a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I, I think I have always, like as long as I can remember, I've, I'm a people girl always, always, always. So being a put in, being a people person, because the Lord wired me that way. And then created this role as a pastor's wife for me, which of course I would have never dreamed, but here we are and I've loved it. I just think the Lord, you know, you just kind of look back. What did God, how did God make me? What are my gifts? What are my strengths? What do I love? How does God use me? You know, the things that you hear, you see people respond. And then I've got these roles and these seasons in my life. And I just think it's, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you love it and you do it so well. I do love it. I do love it. Okay. So how has hospitality looked different over the years? I mean, we've talked about you're graduating your last kid. Mm -hmm. And so we've got 22 years of of hospitality as a mama. Yeah, totally. And then just on the flip side, as uh, as a woman and as a wife, Mm -hmm. and now- do you have a business almost of hospitality? Yeah. So how has it looked different over the years? Well, I mean, I will say I had it very wrong at the beginning. Okay. Well, because, and you talked about this a little bit in your book, and I think all women are this way. We are dying to find our thing that feeds us and gives us meaning and people affirm in us. You know, you just, you just kind of need that. You need, you need those things. And so I, um, Early on, well, early in my marriage, when I stayed at home with my babies, I watched Martha Stewart Living every day and Real Simple Magazine was on my counter, you know, in Southern Living and all those things. And so I was filling my mind with all these beautiful messages of home, but it really got in there and it made me think, I'm going to do this so that people think I'm something. You know what I mean? Like I just had it wrong. I, and and I think nowadays... That's such an old word. Who says nowadays? It's okay. We do. I mean, out here on uh, here on your land. <laughs> out in the land, we say nowadays. Nowadays. I say nowadays. <laughs> um, but I think now, you know, the modern day influencers of our hospitality hearts are Pinterest mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and social media and all those, you know, still magazines. I, I love a paper magazine. Yeah. And so I, I lived for years with hospitality wrong. The focus was on me. It was me listening for applause. It was me doing things say, so that people that, would compliment me. Up? And it made me very unhappy. Because was, why? Oh, well, your husband hates your guts because you're, because you're griping at him and you're saying, pick your stuff up and don't do this. And you're so caught up in the preparations. In the it's Bible. so uh-huh. Martha. It's so, Mar- not Martha Stewart, but Martha uh-huh. Yeah, just such a stir and not happy and grumbling the whole time. And, you know, I just, it just was wrong. So I did it wrong. And I really realized over the years that I was missing, the Lord just started to, you know, do a little grace work in me. And I love people. And that's the shame is I started to realize, well, damn it, I missed the perfect opportunity to love on those people, 
to settle down. I, I just, I started to realize I was missing the opportunity to really mm. get to the heart of things with people because I was in a fret that we hadn't picked up the table or that we hadn't scooted the chairs in, or I spotted a pair of shoes that the kids hadn't picked up, and I just would derail on all of the wrong things. So as far as how has hospitality changed for me, that was the early part. Always loving people, but just missing some of the blessings and the peace and the joy of the Mary option of just sitting and being and enjoying. And things can be a mess, and the dishes don't have to be picked up or put away. Let's just leave them, and let's just go sit and visit and talk about things that matter and your life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was with Susie Davis and she said, she always says, Mm -hmm. what's your God dream? She's got such good questions to get to things. And I decided I loved people too much and the Lord too much that I just didn't want to miss out anymore on that. And so- Do you remember at an event or conversation or something that changed that for you? I think I just, the Lord started to turn my eyes and I started to notice it in the world a lot that we had started to really close doors, stop inviting. I think I started to hear women, you've heard this, I know, Mm. compare, Mm. compare, compare, compare. I don't have this. I can't do this. I don't know what to fix. I don't have a big enough house. I don't, and I think just in my season of life, I started to just really hear people compare and the result of comparing was closing their doors and not hosting and all of that. Because and they don't feel as though they're enough. They don't have all the things that all the world's telling. You know, uh-huh. all these staged pictures that are not even reality. Those things were telling them the wrong messages. And I started to be aware of that. And I, then I got real convicted about it. And I thought, ew, gross. And then you thought, am I that? Do I do that? Uh-huh. Because it burdened me to see the world do it. And then I was like, the Lord was like, hey, psst, you're in on that game too. And so he just started to kind of change, change my heart in that. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, look at, look at what I've been missing. Slowing down, serving from the right heart. That This is about whatever gifts I have and whatever homes and whatever means and, you know, whatever I've got, just to serve it up to the Lord and say, use it. And, you know, I love to, I love to cook and feed people. And so the food kind of is the sneak attack. It's what kind of draws people in. Always. Oh, it's like the icebreaker. It is. It's yep. good food. Mm-hmm. And then the good stuff starts to happen. Yeah. And I just got real stirred up about noticing that the world was moving that way and starting to hear women talk that way. And I thought, I don't, one, I don't want to be part of that anymore. And two, I'm, I'm now I'm on a soapbox. I, the Lord has turned my heart. And I want to encourage and equip women to live, to just let go of some of that, just to let go of it and let the Lord just use our homes and our lives to minister to people. Well, I think it's super encouraging because it's encouraging to all of us who feel as though, oh, I don't have the gift of hospitality, or I don't have the gift of decorating, or I don't have the gift of cooking. Mm-hmm. The, the truth is, and you learned this, even though you do have all of those giftings, you still learn the lesson of it's actually not about those things. Not about those things. Right. It's about what happens inside the home. Well, and God can use flowers on the table. I mean, you can 100%. use, you can use, I mean, your studio is cute. Y'all, her studio is real, real cute. Oh, thanks. It smells good in here. <laughs> it's cute. And all of those things just help set this wonderful scene, but it's not a requirement for hospitality and it's not a requirement for God to move. He doesn't yeah. need this. He doesn't that, need to right. smell good in here. Right. Although it, it is lovely. But it does. Yes, but it does. It does. It does. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. 
and no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey guys, I know you're loving this conversation with Amy, but I'm going to break in here real quick and thank our sponsors because sponsors make the happy hour possible. First, I want to thank Purpose Coffee. Purpose Coffee Co. is a Texas-based, for-good coffee roaster using their proceeds to invest in child wellness around the world. Right now, you guys listen to this. They are approaching $100,000 donated over the last three years to ministries, missions, and nonprofits around the world that care for orphan children, build schools, and advance education, respond to natural disasters, and improve health through nutrition and clean water projects. Their coffee is sourced either directly from the farmers or through socially conscious co-ops. They roast the coffee to order in small batches to ensure optimum freshness and quality. How Purpose Coffee Co. works is you can sign up for a subscription box to have Purpose Coffee automatically delivered, and you can save 20% off that. Use the code HAPPYHOUR for $10 off their sampler box and try all three of their delicious coffees, which, speaking of all three, here's what they've got. Brazilian, which they describe this as a really good cup of coffee. I like that. It has a heavy body with notes of peanut brittle, smooth to drink with no surprise flavor. The second one is Texas Strong. Their first dark roast with notes of chocolate, cherry cola. Proceeds from this coffee support Texas-based children's ministries. And the third one is Peruvian Honey, organic and fair trade certified. This is one of their newest coffees and has quickly become a favorite. Look for notes of dried fruits, pears, and caramel in this unique coffee. For more information and online orders, go to PurposeCoffeeCo.com. Also find them on Facebook and Instagram. I love finding people on Instagram. Their Instagram is at PurposeCoffeeCo. Okay, guys, I also want to thank another sponsor for the show, and that is SAS Shoes. Are you frustrated with the shoes in your closet make your feet hurt all day? And you guys, it's almost summer, which means we need some good-looking shoes that are also comfortable. At SAS Footwear, they understand how difficult it is to find stylish shoes that are also comfortable. That's why for over 40 years, they've been making, fitting, and selling footwear that won't let your feet in the day before you are ready to end the day. Plus, you guys, if you've ever had trouble fitting into that cute pair, SAS has fashionable designs in a range of sizes and widths to fit any foot. Right now, go online to www.sasfootwear.com and enter the code HAPPYHOUR at checkout for free shipping on your first order. Or guys, find their helpful store locator and pop into any of the hundreds of store locations around the country. Tell them that Jamie Ivey sent you with a happy hour and you're going to get $10 off your first purchase. 
Also, go follow them as well on Instagram. It's SAS Shoemakers and see all the newest styles from SAS where style feels good. Okay, guys, now we're going to get back to our conversation with Amy, and she's going to let us in on how she went from a woman who loved hosting people in her home to a woman who now has a cookbook, has cooked on TV, owns a storefront. It's good, you guys. Sit back. Here's the rest of Amy's story. Okay, so let's let's move to this because I found this so interesting when I started to get to know you. Okay. And granted, I didn't know you until you sent me your stuff. Right. And then I fell in love. But here's what I find interesting about you is that you have never been on this like trajectory to write books and have a store and oh. travel and speak and be on podcasts <laughs> and TV shows. No. Heavens. That you no. were literally just doing your thing. Yes. And stuff started happening. What's the first thing that happened that you went, well, this is weird. Well, okay. So remember the birth. Okay. I'm going to bring us up to here. Ready? Okay. Seasons of life, all the babies. There you right? go. Mm-hmm. Everybody started to get older. And I started to say, God, what do you want me to do in this next season of life? If my primary was home and ministry and cooking for and feeding my church members and my kids and their friends, and they're all getting older and out of the house. What do you want me to do now? What is my, what are my days look like? Yeah. Always had stayed at home, rarely showered. (laughs) I mean, true. Hung out, watched a whole lot of daytime television Uh and all of those things. And I asked God, well, how do you want to use me in my next season? And listen, you ask? don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I just got this stirring that God wanted to do something. When I would pray, all I, the only word I would get from him was the word bigger. And it scared me and I would cry about it. And I would go tell Sam, I think God says he wants to do something bigger, but I don't know what that means. And I'm really, really scared. And I don't think I want bigger. I, I'm good. I'm good here. And to be all in like sincere, like just reality here, what does bigger even mean? I don't know. You know well, what I mean? When you're yes. you're taking care of your babies and feeding your people, and then you go, bigger? What's bigger? And I and I, I don't want to be a weird spiritual person, but I mean, he didn't write it on the wall, and he didn't whisper it in my ear. I just, it was in my guts, mm-hmm. and it was so heavy on my heart, and it's the only word I got. I know that sounds so weird. It doesn't. It's just yeah. all I sensed. Mm-hmm. I remember telling Sam, I think that God is about to get me out of the house. I remember saying that's that. bigger. I mean, bigger. When, yeah. And it could have been, I'm going to work full time. I mean, right. I, I didn't have any idea. So my wonderful husband, who is so insightful, he said, well, let's pray about it and let's just process. And he said, what are you passionate about? What are the burdens on your heart? Um, what are you, you know, if you only had a few minutes with a young wife or mom, what would you tell her? And I said, well, I, you know, God has really put it on my heart about it encouraging and equipping women to live out hospitality and to use their seasons in their homes to impact lives. And he goes, we'll start praying about that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I did. And then there are about 150 things and they're, I should have written them all down because they're just so good. The Lord was just sweet. One thing after the next conversation at the grocery store, text on my phone, Bible study ladies, all of that. Um, I realized, I know this is not, I mean, I didn't go to, you know, Ghana and adopt 58 babies, but I opened a kitchen store. That was the first thing you did. It was the first thing I did. 41 years old, 41, never been a retailer, never been to like retail market where you go with all the women carrying suitcases and everybody buys things. I'd never done any of that, but I thought, what if I can create in my community a really special girly fun 
place that's pretty and smells good and the sounds of visiting and laughter are in there. And women come there to connect and to visit and they could meet their friends and do a little Bible study or make their grocery list and they could pick up a pretty gift for a friend and, you know, that it would kind of create a place where people could where I could kind of toot the horn of hospitality and then say, and then while you're at it, who needs a pricey dish? Why don't you have a really pretty little fun, inexpensive, you know, oven to tableware that you would be really proud to serve in or to give away? And so I just kind of created this little fun place. Okay. And that was now, my first thing. So that was, that was big. Okay. But I, that's big. So, I mean, you went from, I thought you were going to say, well, I started a blog or I did this. You said, I just opened a retail store. I opened a retail store. Now, when you brought this to Sam, was he also like, okay. He said, that sounds great. And I mean, you know, husbands, mm-hmm. you know, he usually they're the voice of reason. And that's what we count on. Help you out to process through all the things. And he's, he just, he was with me. Like I would sit on the couch one night and... Well, and I'll say all the signs. Just it was so clear to yeah, me. Yeah, just like, everything fell into say, place. We would be having community group at our house on Sunday nights, and I would always host, and we would always cook, and I would always make good, yummy recipes, and I would have a pretty pan or whatever. And I love ruffles. I love the ruffle. If a dish has a ruffle, <laughs> you're in. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And so I would have a pretty pan, and all of the women would say, gosh, that tastes so good. I want to get your recipes, and where'd you get that pan? And then, you know, every single week, people would talk about the food, and then women started to say, I just don't have this confidence to have people in my Mm -hmm. home. How do I do this? And it's just, you know, it's so funny. I remember when we were in college, we did the Experiencing God Bible Study. You were probably 12 years old. I did it in middle school. Okay. All right. Well, high school. Yeah. I'm just, I'm only five years behind you. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Did Experiencing God. And I remember one of the moments that was talking about when you're trying to figure out what God has in your life, it was just to kind of look around and see what God, what is God doing? Like, look at your circumstances. What is God doing through people? to steer you. And I was like, I mean, it was just all these things, yeah, conversations and texts and people expressing their interest. And I thought, maybe this is my platform. I mean, it is my passion and I wanted to encourage people. And then I thought, well, maybe this is what it is. And let's be clear, we were sending two kids to college. And so if it was something that we could do that could be my Proverbs 31 effort to be a ministry, let the Lord be unleashed to do whatever he wanted in my little walls of my store. And if it could help generate income in the most expensive season of our life, then, you know, then I was going to be able to do that. Okay. So you start Unimaze. Yep. And tell, tell, I think I know now, but tell them where Unimaze came from. Okay. Uname is my granny. She was the granny that lived across the street from us my whole life. And, you know, your, your memories, so many people have such fond memories of their grandmothers in the kitchen. Um, She's the one that cooked. She taught me how to make homemade mac and cheese. She taught me how to make um, peach fried pies. Both of those are in the cookbook. She hosted every holiday. Yeah. I mean, it was just, she was the place we gathered. And it's like things just kind of slowed down. And if there was something that we loved to eat and she knew we were coming, it was on the counter. You know, if it was lemon glazed cake, then lemon glazed cake was on the counter. If it was, remember push-ups? Yes. The little orange, yes. orange sickle like things. Like sherbet things. Yes. Yep. She had those when we were coming because she knew my cousins and I loved uh-huh. those. And um, then the, it, it's left over the little plastic piece. We would yeah. like play with it in yes. our mouth. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And lick that little, yes. I mean, lick the disc. I mean, <laughs> yep. all the way down. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, she just modeled hospitality yeah. to us. And 
I just loved it. So your store, Unimaze, you open up a store, which is just... Oh, it's a fun little It's store. in my... If I had an alternative life, yes. I would own an amazing bookstore slash coffee shop out you here in my little are, town. You are that girl. This, this would be... Yep. I tell Aaron that's my dream all the time. Yep. And he says, well, you have a job then. <laughs> well, but remember, I didn't start mine until I was 41. So you just wait. I got a year. You okay. Can, and you've got a season coming that's too. Right. Who knows? That's right. Who knows? So you start the store. Yep. Unimaze. And then where did a cookbook come in? Well, the next shocking thing that God did was only about six months after I opened my kitchen store. And I mean, I'm still getting my bearings on becoming I mean, a retailer. It's business. It is business. And I, yes, I had to learn how to do business. The next thing that was actually, before I even get to the cookbook, which was probably the other God-sized thing to me, that really affirmed to me that I was in my sweet spot, that he had some intention there was some intention and purpose with where I was in my season with this hospitality thing is that a local television station, the NBC station came to me. I thought they were coming to meet with me to ask me to advertise on their, you know, pay pay Uh them to advertise. And they said, we have a daily cooking show in Northwest Arkansas, the River Valley. It went into parts of Oklahoma, a viewership of like 500, 600,000 people in that area. And they said, would you consider being the host of a television show? And I was like, you know, that's so nice of you, but no, thank you. You really thought no at first. Oh, I said no without question. And then I came home and talked to Sam and he was like, well, I don't know. I mean, what a cool opportunity. And then I talked to my best friend. That's one of my, you know, my, my friend, Beth. And she was like, Amy, what, what a cool opportunity for you. And I was like, yeah, but I'm pretty scared and ooh and, you know, whatever. And I told them, no, thank you. And then they came back and they said, no, we really would really like for you to do this. And I told them, I said, here's part of my hangup. My hangup is for me, cooking and hosting and hospitality, I cook for a reason. And it's so that I can usher in the goodness of God in the lives of people. It is food is the means to an end. And the end is to impact lives for the better. You're telling this random TV station yes, person this? Yes, and I this? told them this. Well, one of the girl that was real sweet that came to me is a believer, and okay. she's so awesome. And I told her, I don't know how to host a cooking show and not talk about the Lord. I cook for that reason, and I don't know how to separate those things. So I will take this opportunity as long as I can use it as a platform to sneak in the purpose of, of how we, and the impact that home and cooking can have. And she said, Great. And you said, oh, wait, you're supposed to say no. I know, because I'm, I'm real scared of this. <laughs> you're like, that's not yeah, how this like, is supposed wait, to go. I thought that you, this was your out. And so she said, okay. She said, okay. And so, I mean, it, and I, it was one of those things, you know, I've told people before, I feel so Moses about a lot of this because it's very new for me. And I'm like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom and I don't have a ton of business experience. And I certainly don't talk or speak in front of people. And I... Who, who knows how to cook on television? No one. Jada. She's the one that knows. But I don't. Who's Jada? Oh, come on. Gia- is she Giada. the one that always has her babies yes, hanging out? Yes, she okay. does. Yeah. She does. I know who she is. I know. Yeah. Because I always the- turn the TV when she comes well, yeah, on. Yeah, especially if your spouse is and in the room. my boys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, Jada. And she, so I'm like, who knows how to do any of this? But it was just like those things that the Lord just kept saying, I'm going to do this. And ever, I'm not kidding. It was like Holy Spirit smack talk to me. Every time I would say, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. And God would say, I told you bigger. Mm. And so I'm like, 
Oh, brother, Ben, I got to buy real clothes and be on television and, and shower sh- and remember to pick my chin up. <laughs> I have to remember to hold my, my chin up on television. So I did that for two seasons. And in the process of that, I had a, an agent from Dallas that started following me on Instagram. And she said, I love your message. And we've made your food and the, all the ladies in our agency follow you and cook your recipes. And so did you like the TV stuff? You know what? I ended up really liking it. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really, really fun. We could it, do a TV show together. Oh my gosh, for real. <laughs> Don't. Okay. That's also my second dream in life is, is to be like Kelly Ripa. I host love a TV her. show. Aren't they? She weighs 12 pounds. Wet. We need to feed her something. <laughs> yes. Like pronto. Yes. Um, you'd be great at that, but you did radio, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is your thing. You're, you're a media girl. I like media. Media is fun. So I'm glad you liked it. I did. And it surprised, it surprised me. It was a lot of work. I'm and sure. And they filmed it in my house. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. So every week they would, crews would come in. We would move furniture out. We would pull blinds, cover windows. It's a once a week thing. It was a once a week thing. Okay. And so it was a deal, but it was, it was really fun. And the truth is the Lord got to use it, which is of course the biggest thing in the world. And it was just, it was, it was fun. Who gets to say they were a cook Not on many TV? People. I mean, Not I know. People. And it was really fun. And you know, to run into like these sweet little senior citizen gals sometimes at the grocery Aww. and they would say, I'm home alone every single day. And so when you come on every day at 1230, you are, you're my company. I mean, that, are you kidding? What a, what a gift. Okay. So if like Food Network. Oh, jeez. They're not calling. If they did. But they're not. But if they did, just play with me for okay. a minute. All right. Would you be interested in doing TV again? That made me sweat, like immediately break into a sweat. <laughs> you know, I just say yes. I, would, I know you no, were no, good no, at no. it. Here's the thing. I love, I love to cook and I loved TV and I loved the impact that it had. And I love that I got to encourage people to use their homes and to make cooking approachable, which, you know, I know you're not the cook of the house. We'll have to talk about that later. I'm an eater. Well, yeah, you're a vegan. We'll talk about that later. I am only when I'm around Aaron. And me. No, I'm only a vegan when I'm around Oh, you are? No, you got a vegan coffee in Arkansas and I'm never going to let you live it down. I did. <laughs> but I ate chicken fingers on your deck. You did eat chicken See? fingers on I'm the deck. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little of everything. Okay, okay, that's good. I'm all um, things to all people. You are. <laughs> um, I really don't want to be a famous person. That's the honest truth. Yeah. I do not know that I want to be so famous that Pioneer Woman goes to the ballpark and there's 58 people who look at her and take her picture. I don't, I don't love that part. Mm-hmm. And so I would probably not want to be I don't know. I don't know. I'd You'd have to say about it. yes if the show was going to do really bad and no one knew you were. <laughs> so it was going to be a miserable failure and nobody liked it. You know what? I don't know. I mean, just like with everything, I'm so chicken about all the things. I'm just such a chicken. Okay. And the Lord just keeps on coming and doing things. And so, I mean, my answer to the store was, oh, I'm scared. The answer to the TV show was, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then the answer to the cookbook, I told my agent two different times, no, thank you. I didn't even tell Sam that they had called me because I... Because you're like, it's a no. I'm like, I would never do that. People wouldn't buy that. Who's going to want that? I don't have anything to say. And, you know, Jen Jett, Mm -hmm. she told me one time, I said, I'm terrified. She had written the Dreamers and Doers book. And there was so much a part of that book that just got in me and just stirred me up and gave me this confidence at this time when God was stirring me to get out there, that he had something for me, a platform. 
and I was such a chicken. And Jen just said, you know, and I kept saying all the what ifs, what if, what if, what if, and just like Food Network. I don't know. I don't know. If the Lord wants me to do it, I will obey him and I will follow him to do it because I couldn't not, I could not not follow. Yeah. And if it's the next step for me, whatever that is, I didn't know I would be here today and I didn't know I would be speaking in churches. Like all of this is a big surprise to me. But if it's what the Lord has for me, then why I can't say no to right. it. Yeah. Um, and then as long as he's given it to me, I'm going to be the biggest, loudest hospitality and home cheerleader that you've ever heard. Yeah. So I remember a couple of years ago, I've always kind of wanted to write a book just because I wanted to tell my story. Yes. And, and the funny thing is, I say this a thousand times, my story is not that unique. I was lost. I did a lot of bad things. Jesus saved me. I struggled with shame. I lived, like, you know what I mean? It just, it's so good. But I just felt like I want to share my story with the yes. world. But I remember telling my friend Annie one time, I was like, I don't know if I could ever write a book because I think I would get too prideful. Yeah. And I was like, I know my, I know me. Yeah. Like I know the yeah, the, I know, the ugly, I know. deep, dark stuff of me. And she looked at me. She said, Jamie, do you think that um, no one that's ever written a book has struggled with pride? Yeah. She's like, what if they just didn't do what God asked them to do because they thought they would struggle? Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, that's true. Yes, totally. Well, and that's what Jen told me when I was struggling with all of the lies and all the things that Satan likes to tell us when God is about to use us. And we start to say, oh, no, this, or oh, no, that, or God, this, or what if I'm prideful, or what if? And Jen told me, she said, our job is just to be obedient. Right. Period. We leave the entire outcome to the Lord. It isn't about, is this going to be a success? Is this going to be well-received? Is, you know, my book going to sell? I just think that we have to be obedient. We leave the outcome to the Lord. And That's everything, you, right? In, everything. And yeah. so, yeah, if Food Network calls, I don't know, if God tells me to do it, great. And if you decide you're going to be on TV and God says, do it, then and you can come with me and okay. host a weekly show. Yeah. You and Sam could drive down. Yeah, we'll do it. You can fly down. I think this will be true. And I hope it is that my kids have a lot of memories of being in the kitchen mm -hmm. uh, with us. I mean, Aaron does most of the cooking. Mm -hmm. If not, he does all the cooking. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he's not home, I do have to feed them. So right. I do cook. Uh, but he does most of the cooking, but we're just all in there together. Mm -hmm. And it's really special for mm -hmm. me because we just get to be together. Mm -hmm. And I remember growing up, my mom cooked all the meals yep. and she wouldn't call herself a, an amazing chef, right. but we were always in the kitchen too. Yep. We were like sitting on the counters eating chips and pimento cheese sure. while she made dinner, you know? Okay. So this is May 30th. I do want to ask you this. Yep. Graduation just happened. Yep. What's next for you, the Hannon family this summer? You know, that is a great, well, two of my kids are working at summer camps. That's so they what won't we even do. be home. They won't even be home. My baby, we don't know what we're going to, he is so fun. I mean, you know, the babies, wait till you just get to be alone with your last one. Cause you've never been alone. Never with been your, alone with that one. So it's really been fun. So, you know, we joke all the time that we're going to like take him to Europe because you know, the other just kids, the three of y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets all the best of everything. I don't really know. I mean, right now. So the book came out in November. I'm just now kind of hitting book signings and cities and speaking. So, I mean, my year is really just kind of full of just a lot of like church events. And I got to go to DC and speak to a bunch of pastor's wives and um, I'm here in Austin. And so, I mean, there's just a whole lot of really fun things. We're working our way toward Memphis and Nashville, Atlanta, kind of going Birmingham that this way. This whole trip right now? Well, this, this is the year. Okay, We've got it. This. Let me say this. You know how I'm the people girl? Uh-huh. So I did the show, the cooking show, which took me out of 
I was in front of a lot of people, but I wasn't with people. You weren't people. touching them. That's how the podcast is for yes. me. Yes. And so I like meeting, like people are like, oh, does it feel weird for us to come and say hi? No, like I sit I in a shed it. all yes. day. Yes. yes. And so then I did the cookbook, which writing it, cooking it, photographing it, all of that. Did you do your own photos? I did. Girl, these are amazing. Well, you know, they're pretty good. We did. No, they're really good. Well, and I don't trust a cookbook without good photos. Oh, good. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I want to see Basically, it and want to eat it. Basically, because I need to know what it's, gonna, what it's look, supposed to look Brussels like. Look, that's Brussels sprouts. You would eat those. We eat those a lot. Okay, look. Yeah. You can do that. Aaron Ivy will eat that. No, that's, you would need that. Cottage it's, pie with puff pastry? It's loaded what with- What is a cottage pie? Because like I know a shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie was normally made with lamb. Right. This is made with ground beef. It's more okay. user-friendly yeah. for the mama totally. at the grocery store. So I don't know. I mean, we're just kind of riding this wave. It's been super fun. And you know, the cookbook is a cookbook, but the message is more important to me, the biblical hospitality message, and it's love, welcome, serve, which is out of First Peter 4, 8 through 11, that I just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, squished down to love, welcome, serve. Um, so that's the message of what I'm doing and of Unimaze. I mean, it's kind of the, I call it my hospitality battle cry. Everything I do has to support that. Yeah. Kind of a purpose statement. So that is what I'm doing. And so I'm, you know, that's the book and we're doing these um, speaking events and all those kinds of things. So we're just kind of riding this this way. And it. it's so fun because people are, everybody thinks they're connected because we're on social media, but we're not connected. Yeah. And people are really thirsty, I think, for mm-hmm. community. And this whole book is all about- Do it. Put our phones yeah. down, get people in your home, take your shoes off, serve mm-hmm. pimento cheese. Right. Homemade. Homemade. Mayonnaise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So. Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' cold K-cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, okay, Amy, what are you loving these days? What are three things you're loving? I'm into my husband. Mm. I told you that, right? One thing that I love that I see with you guys and I feel with Aaron is that there's not this competition either. Yes. Is that Aaron is not threatened by my success. Mm-hmm. He's not threatened that people maybe know who I am. He's not threatened that even I travel more than he does now. Right. And I, I don't even think that's a good thing, you know? Right. Like yeah. traveling is yeah. not all it's, <laughs> yes. it's not the yes. best thing in the world. But he is such a cheerleader, and mm-hmm. I see that with you guys as well. Well, and I think for y'all and for me and for us to talk about y'all's, you know, sweet, healthy marriage and our sweet, healthy marriage and God's being so sweet, you know, just so good to us and showing us such favor, I think it just goes back to just surrendering to one another and wanting the best for each other. Yes. And I think when you just outserve one another and out just want the best for each other— even in the little bitty, not this kind of big stuff, whatever, but no. in your every day at your house, mm-hmm. I'm going to make him a glass of water and bring it to him on the couch. Yep. Not, well, you can get up and make it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even in the little and even in this yeah. weird, fun, big, these bigger opportunities, I mean, just that you love each other, mm-hmm. you've committed to them. I think you build a marriage on friendship. I mean, if you aren't friends, I don't know. I don't know what you would, I don't know what you would do. It would be hard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then I think you just, you just cheer for each other yeah. in, in the big things and the small things. And we're in it, we're in it to win it. Yep. Anyhow. Okay. You're loving your man. Loving Anything my man. else you're loving? Um, I'm currently into the black and white mocha at Starbucks. Oh, I don't Have even you, know what this is. Well, it's not vegan. 
I actually I get you. my thing at Starbucks is almond milk latte. I, don't, I know. It's, I just don't. I know. I just don't. I had a chili dog on the way here. So <laughs> listen, listen. I, I told you I'm all things to all people. I know, I know you are. I know you are. I know you are. Um, black and white mocha. It is like the black, the regular mocha is too chocolatey for I me. I agree. Yes. Too chocolatey. Uh-huh. The white mocha I love, but it's a little too sweet. So they've taken the two and they've made a black and white mocha. It came up on like my friend Beth's Twitter feed and she texted me immediately and said, this, this is, is our answer. Yeah. This is it. This is the answer. Okay. Black and white mocha. What else? What else do I love right now? You know, I think for me, I know I could say, you know, funny things or whatever, but I'm being honest. I'm in this, I'm in the last, oh Lord, here I go. I'm oh, not, here I'm they not come. crying. It's okay. We made it. I'm in the last, I'm in the home stretch. This makes me want to cry. I'm in the home stretch of my kids. I have just a handful of months left with babies at home. So I'm up making his breakfast. We're having coffee in the morning. I mean, I'm like, I mean, he's bigger. He's the biggest kid in our whole house. He's taller than Sam by head and he's just precious. And I'm like, I'm just going to finish strong. Yeah. And I'm loving him coming in the door in the afternoons and we sit and we visit. And I'm just, I'm just savoring every second because as fun as all of this is, and as much as I'm crazy about Sam Hannon, you know, I'm just about to have a different season. And so, well, that was a downer. What can we do? Quick. <laughs> No, I am serious. Seriously. What's Seriously. it going to be like next October when you have no kids at home? Well, I've told Sam we need to go to Italy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, mama needs a trip and we need to have something exciting to like have you on the something to look and look forward, forward to. Yeah. to and, you know, all of that. You know what? I am, I'm so good. And like I said, it's like you, it's so bittersweet. My kids are great. The Lord is so good. And we are really liking each other. And it's like, this stuff is all picking up for me. These engagements and these women and these opportunities, it's the Lord's perfect timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is because he knew my heart would not want to be divided yeah. between work and my children. Mm-hmm. And so he just put the pedal to the metal on these gifts and this message at the right time in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when I turn the page of not having my kids at home anymore, I've got these wonderful new opportunities that just fill me all the way up. I mean, gathering women and listening to women visit and encouraging them and hearing their stories and putting out good food and telling young mamas, just learn how to make two things and invite somebody over. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know how to make 58 things. Make two things, but just embrace your season and use your home and let God just run wild with it and be intentional. I call it intentional kitchening. Yeah. Um. So I think we're good. Okay. But I would love to go to Italy. Well, I, I think Do you doc- go? Dr. Hannon, I heard that. <laughs> I think Dr. Hannon needs to take you. Maybe that'll be our television show. Maybe you and I could take have a television show where we travel to exotic places. Okay. I, I'm in. How about that? I'm in. You pitch that to somebody. <laughs> you have more connections than I do. I don't know who I'm pitching to. We're going to pitch it to somebody. Um, Amy, anything you're reading these days? <sighs> I have, well, I've read your whole book this oh, spring. Thank Golly, you. Kind. I've already told you. It was good. I dog-eared. I highlighted. I loved that part where you talked about you, you have a table that's special and you had meaningful, hard, good, wonderful conversations with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read that. I'm trying to think what else. I, You know, for me, I'm not a... I'll be honest. I'm not a big time reader. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a seven. So if yeah. that helps you know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so focus for me to sit down for a long time is kind of tough. But my my favorite thing to read every day is my 
devotional book, Paul David Tripp. Mm-hmm. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that one is so good. It's so it's good in me. Yeah. yeah. Golly, I've read a bunch of books. I've read Susie Davis's book. I've read your book lately, Jenny Allen. I mean, my whole, I'm, yeah. we're, we're loaded down. Love it. I need to wash, do the wash your face. I haven't read wash your face. Girl, wash Girl, your face. Wash, I haven't read it yet. You got to say it like this. Girl. Girl. Wash your face. Wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rachel yeah. Hollis. Yeah. Um, Amy, thank you. You're fun. Thanks for having me. Today's show is brought to you by SAS Footwear. Making the decision between wearing stylish shoes or comfortable shoes should not feel impossible. SAS Footwear makes that decision easy with shoes and sandals to keep you on your feet all day in style. Go to sasfootwear.com. That's www.sasfootwear.com and enter code happy hour for free shipping on your first order at SAS where style feels good. Guys, I told you that you would love Amy Hannon. Did you not? If you don't follow her on Instagram, just go right now. Go right now. Look up her on Instagram. She is at Unimaze. You won't regret it. And if you're looking for a fabulous cookbook, go check hers out. Also, you guys, let's all cheer for Food Network to call Amy so she can get back on TV and spread the love of Jesus to the whole wide world on a cooking show. Okay, also, did you guys hear me slip in my two dream jobs in this interview? I know, it's kind of hilarious. Bookstore owner and Kelly Ripa. I'm just going to say I scanned the whole spectrum of career dreams, people. And goodness gracious, she was so kind about our family. I adore my family time so much. And she's right, you guys. It's not about doing anything perfect. It's just about creating time together. And you guys, I'm going to do it here. Here we go. Here's my public apology for not knowing that pimento cheese was not actually a type of cheese. But I do love pimento cheese so much. And I do think I'm going to have to make that cheese this summer. Okay, guys, we're adding something new to the podcast. And if you made it this far, you are a true happy hour listener. And so I want to answer your questions. Do you have any questions for me about podcasting, about the happy hour, about my family life, about my personal life, whatever? You can ask whatever you want. Send your questions for the Asking Jamie segment, which is going to start airing this summer. Send your questions to podcast at jamieivy.com. Super easy, you guys. You got a question? Ask it. I may ask your question right here on the air. Podcast at jamieivy.com. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Rachel Henry. I don't quite remember how I heard about Rachel's story, but Rachel's story in an email was one of those emails that I couldn't shake. I kept coming back to it. I kept coming back to it thinking, should we have this girl on the show? Should we have this girl on the show? And at the end of the day, I felt as though her story had such a redeeming impact um, on my own life as I read her story that I wanted you to hear it as well. Now, her whole family came in an RV to Texas from Florida And they stopped by my office to record an episode and her kids played in the party barn with their husband. And I want to tell you this real quick. This show is super difficult to listen to. I'm going to give you that. We're going to give you lots of fair warning at the beginning of the show next week. But I want to tell you that if you can get through the hard stuff, the scary things, our worst nightmare things, then you're going to be greatly encouraged by how God has been faithful with Rachel through the end and how she has been able to forgive in a situation that seems quite unforgivable. Guys, Enjoy your week. Happy almost June. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I will see you guys back here next week for the first show of June with Rachel Henry. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's Cold K-Cup Pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. 
brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.